Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about assessing the value of land. You've all heard the platitude, location, location, location. Well, land value is definitely determined in part by location, but even more important than location is entitlement. In fact, there's four factors that we look at that are far more important than just location alone. Number one, the zoning. Number two, the topography. Number three, soil conditions. And number four, access to utilities. We're approached with land deals every day, and I mean truly every day. I was recently presented with a 400-acre parcel, but the parcel was zoned rural with wetlands and environmentally protected zones. Land that's environmentally protected is incredibly difficult to develop. I won't say it's impossible, but it's pretty close to impossible. Land that is zoned rural generally has a large minimum lot size, sometimes as much as 40 acres, the equivalent of a hobby farm. So we could subdivide the 400 acres and at most put 10 houses. Most communities are very reluctant to change zoning from rural to a higher density residential zoning. Land can be a hidden gem. It can be very beautiful having natural features like a ravine or a lake. But the value of the land is ultimately tied to what you're allowed to do with it. The city changes its transportation plan and decides to add a highway bypass outside the perimeter of the city. The change of land use means that land adjacent to that new road will also eventually change in use. Maybe not immediately, but eventually over time, the land use will change along those major transportation routes. The zoning for a property is based on its historic use. The current zoning is like looking in the rearview mirror. It's the city's official plan that points to the future. Land that's designated for future development in the official plan can be rezoned more easily for future use. For example, you might have a major arterial road where the official plan is updated and now those single-family home lots, they could support a high-rise building once they're rezoned. If the home can be purchased at a reasonable price for its current as-is value, there's a good chance of multiplying its value in the future. If you're starting with agricultural land that can be rezoned to residential, you also have a realistic chance of multiplying the value. That land directly off the freeway exit that's listed for light industrial use in the official plan, it could be transformed from its current rural use to light industrial. Maybe your submarket needs equipment storage or manufacturing space, or perhaps boat and RV storage. The city's official plan is your roadmap to making money. But land is not all created equal. You need to consider the cost of developing the land. The topography could be ideal for development or it could attract a lot of hidden cost. One of the factors is how the topography affects stormwater runoff. In some areas, you might be required to collect the stormwater on the property and buffer it in a stormwater detention pond. The rate of outflow from the pond would need to be controlled so as not to cause flooding to downstream properties. If you need to alter the grade to change the flow of stormwater, that can be very expensive. You're looking at costs of $6 per cubic yard for moving soil on site. If you've got to import material, it's going to be much, much more. The topography is not isolated to the property itself. You need to look at the surrounding conditions. If the property is surrounded by roads, these roads can act as a dam to stormwater and obstruct the flow of water. In those cases, the entire grade of the property might need to be raised by importing soil so that the property sits above the crown of the road. The cost of that material import could be very significant. And then finally, we ask ourselves, what's the quality of the soil? If you need to import a lot of soil or gravel to stabilize the soil, that too can be prohibitively expensive. 
if you need to dig and remove unstable material that is not suitable for holding a structure, that can also be very expensive. The cost of importing or exporting material is a function of how far you've got to transport that material. We came across a site that had plenty of high quality rock. It was perfect for building stable foundations, but there was no soil. We would have to import the soil for all the landscaping. When you consider that each truckload of material costs 600 bucks, there was an estimate of 500 truckloads required. The total cost of 300,000 in soil needed to be added to the cost of the land when it came to evaluating the value of the parcel. We're also developing another site in Central Florida. There are no local rock quarries. Gravel is brought into Central Florida from the state of Georgia by rail. The transportation costs figure heavily into anything you do. We find land deals all the time, but if the utilities are too far away, the cost of pulling those utilities to the property can be prohibitive. We have to add the cost of accessing utilities to the purchase price of the land when we're evaluating a land opportunity. We came across a beautiful site immediately off our brand new freeway exit, but the nearest utilities were six and a half miles or 11 kilometers away. The cost of bringing water and sewer to the property was much more than the purchase price of the land. When you added these costs together, the deal made no sense. So when we look at a piece of property, yes, we're concerned with location, but we look at its entitlement, the topography, the soil conditions, and the utilities. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.